0: back to the Policy Wonk Podcast. I'm Joe. And I'm Kale. And I'm Mike. Yeah, today we have a special guest, Mike Edie. What's your major?
1: Uh, Urban Affairs, Public mm. Policy. We love Social Science majors here.
0: Yeah. We're biased, but... Very you know. biased. Very biased.
2: So what are we talking about today, Joe? <sighs> For the second special... Edition. ...of the Policy Wonk Podcast. I don't know if you saw, Kale,
0: but a former... A former president... That goes by the name of Donald Trump was indicted. Recently. Past, what, was it like a week ago
2: now? Uh, last Tuesday, I believe. Or something like that. Maybe Thursday. I love Indictment Week. I love it. Mm. Indictment Day was a good day. Mm-hmm. Where where were you when, when you heard the news? Oh, I'm pretty sure I was on my couch. No, I was, I know exactly where I was. I was in class. Uh, Urban Sustainability with Dr. Kellogg. And then I booked it straight home, turned on the TV, and just started watching the news for the next like four hours. <laughs> that's what I did. What, what, what about you, Joe? I was playing with my cat and I saw the
0: NYT notification. I said, no way. I didn't believe it at first. And I turned on MSNBC and they, that's all they were talking about. I, it was surreal.
1: Mike, what about I you? think I was coming out of a test uh, in one of my classes, and then I saw some texts from my brother freaking out, and then my dad freaking out, um, and then I went on Instagram, and the first things I saw were, I think, Joe's posts, and on your story, freaking out with your cat, and I was like, okay, So that did happen. Yeah, Lyndon was, a,
0: was so excited for it. He was freaking
2: out, too. Lyndon Johnson, president my, of the United States? My cat and president of the United States. Who has not been... Indicted yeah, who, or arrested. Yeah, notably who has not been indicted or committed a felony. So we're here today because earlier this week, the former president, Donald Trump, had his arraignment. Mm-hmm. And was it 34 felony charges? Yeah, I think it was 34. That's um, a lot more than I thought initially because the, the case was sealed yeah. for like almost a whole week. hmm and i thought it was i thought it was like a misdemeanor and then a couple felonies 34 felony charges that's I thought, insane i thought they were just
0: misdemeanors i didn't realize they were all felonies yeah i know they said between like 30 and 34
1: yeah so also what i've heard is that civil cases can still be brought up against him mm. um outside of just these so He's currently facing the 34 counts that are felonies. Yeah. And uh, that's outside of any indictments from Georgia. Those haven't even happened yet. Mm-hmm. Outside of any civil cases, those haven't happened yet. So
2: so there's a great Cleveland State Cauldron article written by who, Joe? Is it mine? Yeah, it's yours. Oh. Talking about how Donald Trump became the first U.S. president to be indicted by a grand jury. And a lot of people are, like on social media, I've seen a lot of people who didn't know that. They're like, oh, Nixon never got in trouble for anything. Bill Clinton never got in trouble for anything. A lot of people that I talk to, like that aren't involved
0: in politics, like we are, or follow politics as closely as we do. Um, they also didn't know that Nixon never really faced any legal ramifications for what he did with Watergate. No, he was
1: pardoned. Yeah, he was pardoned. He was pardoned in advance. Yeah, yeah.
0: Obviously, was connected. He would. He ordered, you know, the Watergate break in, and you know, was pardoned by Ford. Yeah. You know, in the name of, you know, helping heal the country, I guess.
2: Which that's, I thought that shortly after January 6th, if Donald Trump were to get in trouble for something like that, I originally thought that Joe Biden would have pardoned him Yeah. just to prevent some crazy gun-toting individual from shooting up the FBI building in Cincinnati. Yeah.
1: I think we're at a point now where Biden is completely going to stay out of that kind of thing. I don't think there's any worry there. That he might pardon.
0: I even think because you know the the main argument that conservatives have is like, oh, it's a poli- it's politically motivated. It's a witch hunt. You know, I understand. Don't get me wrong. Like, it is a historic thing to do to indict a president, but also he did commit. Likely, you know, he 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 committed crimes. No one's above the law. I like. I won't lie. It kind of does look super witch hunty because it is bad optics to indict. You know, the former president, especially someone as polarizing as Trump was. Now, I agree with the indictment 100%, but I do, I understand like where actual conservatives are concerned about what happened, not what MAGA Republicans say. Because we all know their whole shtick is just defending Donald Trump till the very end.
2: Well, there are a lot of people who think that he's getting indicted simply for paying hush money to Stormy Daniels, mm-hmm. an adult film star but that's not the case. Yeah, It's like falsifying business records,
1: some like election stuff. Yeah, it, It's more than just... It's all financial. So yeah. the election stuff is campaign finance stuff. And I think part of what annoys me is the focus has been around the Stormy Daniels thing when there's such bigger things looming for him. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if we're ever even going to get to those. And if he does get charged on something as small as this, it ends up looking a little goofy. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the same time, the idea of nobody being above the law still holds like obviously you'd still have to to prosecute and treat it like a normal case Mm. in terms of him breaking the law as many times as he did i think in office 50 sometimes i know a lot of these cases are actually pre his uh 2016 win so complicated it's just it's almost as if we've we're treating it like it's a very serious, like, solemn thing when there's other cases out there that get rushed right through and you go straight to prison. Yeah. Whereas he gets a lot of special treatment. Not only special treatment. I mean,
0: his campaign is literally
1: campaigning off of the whole yeah. thing. And I don't really know how much that'll actually help. I don't think I, it helps. I don't think
0: it helps. I don't think it actually does anything, to be honest. No. I don't
2: think he faces any negative or positive results from it. There are a lot of people who, from January 6th through now... Mm-hmm. Who are kind of either like on the fence or they might have voted for Trump twice and they're definitely not voting for Trump this time around. Yeah. um, Who just don't want to deal with the baggage Mm -hmm. of Trump. But I feel like all those people have already made up their mind pre-indictment. Another thing, I criticized Donald Trump for announcing his candidacy for 2024 as early as he did. Yeah. It took me maybe two weeks after I originally criticized him to realize that he did it on purpose. Was It's so he can, like, the night of his arraignment, he gave a speech in Mar-a-Lago, and our PR director um, was live-tweeting the whole thing. Um, but he, he talked about how it's all political and blah, blah, blah. He was just repeating everything that, like, Fox News, Newsmax, all the other, like, pundits say. Yeah. And he, he can say those things because he's running for
1: office. And I think it strategically helps him in the – criminal side of things I don't think it strategically helps him very much in the uh like presidential election side of things right because announcing this early means now you have to go through a lot in a very long amount of time and for a nearly 80-year-old man that's pretty draining when you've basically been campaigning for the last like decade of your life yeah. and that's just all you are now it's just a campaign creature
0: he it was also really bizarre after you know when he announced and he claimed that you know republicans took back the house because of him when as we all know republicans had a very lackluster result from the 2022 midterms you know sure they won back the house by a historically low margin they lost
1: a senate seat underperformed in multiple states a lot of his candidates did poorly in comparison to candidates that tried to distance themselves a bit from him Mm -hmm. um the problem is if you distance yourself too much from him you can't win your primary usually and if you don't distance yourself too much from him, then you struggle in the general. Yeah. And I think that's a problem he may also run into now yeah. where Biden is apparently super unpopular. Democrats are still winning elections historically because of how unpopular the Republicans are. Yeah. I don't, Americans don't like weird things that much. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. they are, that's what Trump is, just weird stuff. And they've tried to embrace it just against all odds. Mm. And it worked once when everybody thought he was the outsider. Um, and now people are trying to say, well, look, he's the outsider again because he's been indicted and he's uh, he's a criminal. When he beats these cases, there's going to be you know mugshot posters and things like that of him come out stronger and more popular with a brand new album. Yeah, He's probably going to be facing these charges and working through this case for years in these cases in, in total with all the other ones that could come up still.
0: The other thing is, is like, you know, he has a very strong base of support. He has a very strong base. But I think they've milked that to their furthest extent. And they're yeah. at a point where they have to actually start winning moderate and independent voters again. And that's obviously not happening. Yeah, Joe they- Biden won over moderates and independents in 2020. Democrats won them over for the most part in 2022. And now, you know, like, like we said with, you know, the candidates that were endorsed by Trump, they got mostly defeated, some resoundingly defeated, in Republican districts. I mean, what happened in Ohio's ninth with Jared Majewski, Marcy Kaptur was drawn into like an R plus almost 10 district. She won with like over 55% of the vote. So Republicans, either they keep going down this path with Donald Trump and just trying to placate the base, but they're just gonna keep distancing themselves from suburbanites and moderate voters that are actually starting to determine
1: the outcome of elections. See, Majewski's my favorite to run for Senate. Yeah, no, they should run they for should Senate. They should definitely run Majewski for Senate. Mm-hmm. I think Kari Lake should run for Senate. Pennsylvania Taylor guy Green
2: should challenge John Ossoff. I think Republicans should spend as much money as
0: possible in California's Senate race because Kevin McCarthy said it's winnable. So yeah. I think they should spend at least
1: $15 million. New York, million presidential election. Oregon, maybe. Mm-hmm.
0: Massachusetts, they should spend money
1: in Massachusetts. We joke, but... I think a lot of them actually believe it because I think they have lost a lot of their strategic power they used to have. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's been a brain drain within the Republican Party in terms of strategists and leadership where they just don't have as many college-educated members. They don't have as many Karl Rove-esque thought leaders Mm -hmm. anymore. We'll see where that takes them in 28 and 32 and so on. I hope they don't exist after 28, honestly. The whole Republican Party? They're yeah. going to exist. I just don't want I, it I to. just... They'll have to face a reckoning at some point when... Yeah. Although Texas is patiently waiting. Uh, What's inevitable, Kel? Maybe a little too patiently. Blue Texas is Blue inevitable. Blexus is Blexus. inevitable. When Blexus one day happens... It's over. It'll probably be More a merge. little while still, but that'll i mean that be a reckoning. More merchandise. Blexus is inevitable. It's I don't be... think it'd be permanent, though. I think it'd be a, a flip-floppy kind of thing. Yeah, I think they'd be a swing it'd, state. It'd be a swing state. That's but a, a, Big, powerful swing state. Ohio, kind of was for a little while though. Yeah, Florida.
2: Several decades we were. Florida, I think before you know
0: we had, you know, swing states. Or sorry, before we had like blue states and red states. When elections used to be more, you know, oh they could go anywhere. Imagine like
2: New York being, back when California, you know, didn't vote straight blue. (laughs) When Arnold was their governor, like two thousand six. Maybe that's why. McCarthy thinks that a Republican senator from California is doable.
0: I think he's delusional.
2: I think they're starting to believe their
0: own lies. I think
2: he's too old that he thinks that 2006 wasn't that long ago. Yeah. It was forever ago. It was. I was five. Yeah.
0: Like. Yeah. And like you said, I think it's, it is brain drain. I think Donald Trump has like dumbed down the Republican party. At least the base. At least like even. In leadership, because they're starting, they're hiring people that just aren't well equipped to campaign or don't know strategy, and they just hire people that agree with their hardline conservative stances. And maybe that's
1: why they believe things like the indictment actually helping them and Mm -hmm. spending so much time on this, where them spending that much time and believing those lies does become a positive for the Democrats because it's a negative for the Republicans and it's Mm -hmm. a negative for Trump. Um, If you're just preaching to your choir and using it for some fundraising, even though he's a good fundraiser in the first place. Not a great fundraiser, but a good fundraiser. It's it's not going to help you that much. If it's a huge time sink, if it's going to create plenty of opportunities for advertisements, Mm. uh, especially down ballot, we're going to have a lot of house races that are going to be close because of new districts and because... that's how house races always are. And you're going to have plenty of candidates saying, look, this guy is defending Trump in yeah. New York. And it, it's we're already starting to see that. Santos in a Biden plus, I think, 10 or so, yeah. plus eight districts. Friend of the pod. And he's going there and, and supporting Trump. Yeah. Um, like super openly. He called it, what, a Santos plus 12 district or whatever, plus whatever it is. Well, like, sure. I, mean, you know. I don't want to get too off topic
0: of the Trump indictment, but... New York's doing some mid decade redistricting. It's gonna be very funny when a lot of Republicans get drawn into D plus eight districts down there. That's
2: all I'll say about it. <laughs> we should also sell merch that says like dem gerrymander or something. Ohio. Yeah. We should just redraw all the districts for all the states so that every state is majority blue.
0: They can have Illinois. They
2: can have Illinois?
0: Yeah. Because it's pretty much impossible to draw too many
2: Republican districts in that state anyway. They can have Illinois. I want Texas. With Chicago independence. Okay. Like statehood. Chicago statehood.
1: I'll, I can call up Kevin. <laughs> Chicago land statehood. Yeah. We want all the suburbs. All, like, yeah. Wisconsin, we, yeah.
0: Illinois, and parts of Indiana. Yeah, 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 yeah. They can have just the rest of it. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, even though those are areas that just voted for uh, Janet. Uh, oh, yeah. In yeah.
0: Wisconsin,
2: which we talked about on the previous episode. It's a great episode. Episode six of the Policy Wonk. I endorse endorsed by by Mike. Thank you. Part of the reason I'm here. Mm. If I didn't like it, then uh wouldn't, be, wouldn't here. be here. So, obviously, we saw "quote unquote protests in New York mm. on the day of his arraignment. Marjorie Taylor Greene was there. George uh Anthony DeVolder was there. Yeah. <laughs> um and there were a couple other like m- I guess minor Republicans there. This just it makes them look more fanatical and desperate yeah. desperate definitely desperate it's like, it like deepens the cult of personality i would say
0: especially i mean it makes sense for marjorie taylor green you know she's from a super red district from the south so she's not going to be primaried or threatened by a democrat anytime soon but george santos you know like we said he's he's from a democratic leaning district in new york you know long island sure is conservative but it's not like it's Kentucky or you know West Virginia it makes it just looks fanatical like you said but also really stupid political maneuvering
2: yeah
1: it would be okay I mean he's too far on the hole for that to matter though. yeah <laughs> realistically Santos can do whatever he wants and if we're criticizing him at this point I mean he's already lost his next election oh, yeah. essentially it uh, he's got like he might as well yeah. have fun he might as well have fun
2: just go do whatever he you want show up on the floor of the house, dressed in drag. Yeah, he should do it. And fully armed. Fully armed. Yeah. Because well, you know, Kevin McCarthy got rid of the metal detectors. <sighs> I wish I could laugh, but it is crazy how how things keep
0: getting crazier in the country. Yeah. But like, what's going on in Kansas? I mean, sure, the don't say gay stuff. As a gay man, you know, he's I would hope opposed to that. But
1: no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he is opposed to that. Because he's.
0: You know, they don't have any sense of... I don't think they have a lot of self-preservation. No, honestly.
1: not at all. I mean, obviously, they don't care what they say. They'll go back on anything. He should run for Senate. Yeah. In New York. He but should yeah. run... He should run for president. He should run for governor
2: of New York. <laughs> he should run for governor. So since we're talking about Trump, and since we're kind of talking about his 2024 prospects, mm. who would be his vice presidential, like, pick? From a past experience...
0: But we can throw all of that out now because there's nothing to compare what's happened since twenty sixteen to any other time in American history, really. Mm. You would think he would pick a reasonable conservative person, uh, like Mike
2: Pence, but he won't do
0: that.
1: No. Well, obviously anymore. he won't choose Should Mike Pence. Did
2: you just Pence say Mike Pence is reasonable? I, who's you know, seen somebody
1: seen by the media <laughs> and the public <laughs> as like a, yeah yeah. Like yeah. The, the conservative, oh Moderates will vote for him. still a yes man, but yeah. it's going to make people feel like he's playing to that religious base, like a Mitt Romney. You know, yeah, I would pick or a New Wall England conservative, Ryan. but he's going to pick someone. It's like going to be Rory. Kari Lake. Yeah, it's going to be her. I think it's going to be Kari Lake or somebody very Kari Lake esque. I think it'd be Lauren Boebert. I think it'd be, uh,
0: I think her name is Christian Nome, the governor of South Dakota. That's a
1: yeah, that's a good option. I think
0: it would be her. I, I like that is what I would if I. Could bet on politics. Don't bet on politics. I would put my money on him choosing Nome. You can bet on politics.
2: There's a website.
1: Do uh, well, it's getting shut for down. now. Yeah, it's probably getting shut down. But Nome or Lake seem like reasonable options. Um, reasonable, Heavy reasonable, as Below. in reasonable to assume, not yeah. reasonable electorally. Although maybe Nome doesn't hurt him so much. Lake, I think, just completely sinks him. Yeah. Um, if he's not already, but like. Sure. The governor's election
0: in Arizona, which was awesome, uh, yeah, it was close, but Arizona doesn't vote for Donald Trump again, even if he picks an Arizonan like Kerry Lake.
1: Yeah. Well, he'd have to pick an Arizonan who Arizonans like enough to, you know, vote for yeah. into office, which as of recently hasn't been Trump or Lake. Yeah. A little reason to assume that's going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the economy can change things. Obviously, future indictments can change things, and this whole process can. If he goes on house arrest, then I don't know what that's going to look like. Again, he's a campaign creature. If he can't campaign, oh, God, what does he do? Although I'm pretty sure he's going to be able. Maybe some limitations.
0: I don't – I mean, I, I talked to someone about this. I don't know if it was one of my family members or another friend, but someone said, oh, they could classify him as a flight risk. I said, I don't think he's a flight risk. Have you
2: seen that guy? No. Have you seen him? Oh, God. No. no, I've never seen him before. Who are you talking about? <laughs> the guy from Home Alone? Oh, yeah, the the Pizza Hut commercial guy? Not, not Gorbachev. Really? That one? Yeah.
1: He's okay. getting
2: indicted? He's getting indicted. Supporting he's, actor. He's going to go to court.
1: Did you see the Discussing Film tweet? It said, Home Alone 2 actor Donald Trump indicted on so so felony charges. Tragic.
0: That's so tragic. I also think it'd be, I mean, honestly, it'd probably be a First Amendment issue if they didn't let him campaign.
2: I of think freedom of expression. I, guess. I think Professor Pollock shout out said shout out said that uh, there's a dude who ran an entire
1: congressional campaign from a jail cell and won. Presidential candidates like Debs run campaigns from a jail cell and yeah. not win.
2: Basically.
1: So you can do it. Yeah, we've um, had people run
2: for Congress, die during the the yeah. campaign season, and then, and like- then win. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that that's kind of common though. It's kind of like oh. I think the m- most recent time it
0: happened was during COVID. yeah it was during COVID. i mean there was recent someone in uh, virginia passed away right after they were elected yeah you, you mentioned deb's and that's like my favorite tidbit in american history is you know he was a socialist candidate that ran from prison and he actually had a significant amount of support mm-hmm. you know that this, good little chunk yeah you know this was back in the time when Social democracy weren't like dirty words in this country. It was really a four-way election too. Yeah,
1: that one. What year was it? Um, I can't even. I don't ooh, even remember. Is it just pre-World War One? I? I so it would have had to been nineteen. We really know our stuff here. Early nineteen hundreds. Early nineteen hundreds, just before World War One. You
2: heard it first at the policy yeah. walk. We're policy and urban people. We're not history majors. Yeah. No,
1: I only know about the now and the. Very near future, specifically 2024, hopefully. I look in my crystal ball and I predict the future. So speaking of the future,
2: worst possible case scenario. Trump's a nominee. Trump wins. Do we think?
1: Definitely because of the economy, if that is the case. We have to have a recession that people notice and blame on Biden. And it has to be enough to actually want Trump over him because of that. I think what would have to happen is that...
0: the US would literally have to default on its debt obligations and somehow Republicans frame it perfectly to blame on Biden and the Democrats. I don't know how that happens, because that doesn't make sense. I think
1: it's still possible. I mean, I think the chance that he's the nominee is well above 90%. Oh, yeah. And I think the chance he wins the electoral college um, is like 30%, Mm -hmm. 35 even. Uh, Just because we're so far out, I don't want to say it's like, oh, it's 15% or something super, super small. Yeah. I mean, these are all just like random numbers. I'm pulling out of nowhere, really. But vibes based, thirty to thirty-five percent chance he wins the electoral college as of right now. Even lower chance he wins the popular vote. Of course, I don't know when the last time they did that was. I'm okay with once in the last forty years. Yeah, yeah vibes That's we're, a good one. We're like yeah. a year and a half out from the presidential election, so.
2: Joe and I both think that the map, the electoral college map for twenty twenty four, is just going to be the exact same.
0: Except maybe, heavy emphasis on maybe.
1: North Carolina
2: flips. Yeah.
1: If if a state is going to flip to Joe Biden, it's North Carolina. Or I think the other way, if it goes the other way around, if the economy does turn down in a bad way, but Biden still wins, I see the possibility of maybe losing Georgia or Arizona or Nevada. Actually, that's maybe the most likely one. I was going to say. Is is losing Nevada and then in the order of Georgia and Arizona. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, recency shows us that that shouldn't actually happen and that it should be fine, but- obviously that's looking at it without a huge economic downturn. Yeah. So, the midterm Senate race in Nevada was really close,
0: wasn't it? Less than like 10,000 votes. Yeah, and they elected yes, a Republican governor
1: to replace a Democratic incumbent. Right. But in the presidential elections it hasn't gone for Republican in over 40 years, I don't think, so And even the margins are still like D plus
0: 4 to in Overall, presidential election, which yeah. you know,
1: it's not It's, it's gotten in, closer. Yeah. But at the same time Georgia's flipped in that time. Um Blue Alaska and Arizona. That's inevitable. You
2: can't convince me that it's Alaska, not. Like, Alaska.
1: <laughs> but um,
0: I guess on the topic of like Arizona and Georgia, is looking at like the demographic trends of the state. It's really, it's really wild and really interesting to me to see Georgia and Arizona just shift so far to the left of the country in of uh, like ten years. But it's because their metro areas are growing so fast. Yeah, like those over the, are the last warmer states, the sunbelt states. Yeah. Like, over the last 20 years, the Atlanta metro area has grown by, like, way over 50%. And these, you know, they're urbanites and suburbanites that are voting Democratic.
1: And they had a chance, the Republicans, to court the suburbanites. Mm -hmm. But they pissed away that chance with going against public education, education as a whole, college education, um, going against LGBTQ rights. I think gun control um, is part of Abortion rights, uh, gun control, all of these things really, I mean they had a huge systemic advantage going in to the century mm-hmm. and have won, I believe, forty percent of elections since gaining that systemic advantage. they just won fifty percent of the vote, popular vote since then in every major election, they would have crushed it. They'd have essentially supermajority trifecta. Yeah. Right now. They could have had nowhere near that.
0: Yeah, they could have had what they had back in the twenty ten and twenty fourteen midterms when Democrats got completely annihilated shellacked but with the
1: presidency too yeah and um yeah and that's not even something we're considering in 2024 realistically yeah i think the worst case scenario like you were saying that we could get to is well actually what were you saying we could get to the worst case scenario because i think we kind of straight away oh my question
2: was uh worst case scenario trump wins right do we think that him being investigated for things that are like genuine issues like he genuinely committed crimes yeah Do we think that like the Georgia case? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do we think that if there is a Trump presidency again, is he going to actually genuinely weaponize the judicial system?
1: Yeah. 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 I don't think he'd be um, convicted of them. I don't Mm -hmm. even know if he's really going to be now beyond fines and maybe some really minor house arrest adjacent stuff um, at the absolute most. But yeah, if he wins again, he is independent judiciary is gone. I think at least temporarily.
0: Yeah, I mean, Republicans have already successfully weaponized the judiciary in certain states. I mean, look Mm. at what's happening in North Carolina currently,
1: and what was the case in Wisconsin? Yeah, up until just now, and
0: Ohio. What's most terrifying is the. I think the Supreme Court's going to not hear the case anymore, but more v. Harper, that's testing independent state legislator theory, which would basically let
1: states allocate. You know. What's interesting about that one? If the state houses stay as they or state Senates, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. state legislatures stay as they're likely to stay and change as they're likely to change with some redistricting um, in uh, Wisconsin, which will happen, I'm sure quite soon. Um, Morby Harper doesn't matter as much in the, in the near term. Maybe yeah. down the road it would matter more, but in the short term, the states that they would need, to have the legislatures flip if in the event that they lose them by a little bit, yeah. they won't flip in their direction. Yeah. Because even if, let's say, Trump loses Wisconsin by less than one and tries to have the legislature flip it, if it's a dem legislature, so they're not gonna thing. flip it.
0: The other thing is, and we talk about it on the show a lot, is you know how you know dictators gain power. And the first thing they do time and time again is weaponizing the judiciary system Mm -hmm. because that is the only thing in a democratic regime that can prevent you know
1: strong men from gaining power that's why so many european nations and others were put off by netanyahu and israel was going at the independence of the judiciary is telltale sign that you are trying to subvert democracy and take power uh, over all other branches Mm -hmm. i mean that's what happened in poland and
2: hungary
0: Hungary and you know you see it happening in florida yep mm. <laughs> and that's what would happen if trump god forbid became the president again i think so
2: the, and the first thing they come after like we said is the judiciary system the second thing are schools yep and we see that too mm-hmm. in the way that
0: republicans are trying to enact backpack legislation to honestly systematically defund public schools and be able to fund private religious institutions um, Not that we're fearmongering or anything, but, but I mean, you can, it is kind of scary. It is scary, you know. Kale's talked about it. How you know his family are public school teachers. We're public school students, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as are. of right now and former. Yeah, and you know, you see what's happening in like Ohio with Senate Bill eighty three, trying to control what they can teach. Telltale sign of a party
1: trying to cement its place and power for literally generations. Shameless plug. I may be talking more about. SB 83 with Kale oh, on sometime time in the very near future. Shaw talk hmm, next week. Interesting. Hopefully. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod.
2: <laughs> so, so let's wind it down here. We've got about maybe 10-ish minutes left. So what do you think are the implications of this specific case in New York? Right. Related to the Georgia case, the documents case, and...
1: Anything involving January 6th? I think what this case does at the bare minimum, it creates an opportunity for Democrats to make some political ads and to tie Trump up with some extra behind the scenes stuff that slows down the campaign a little bit. Um, Even if it does help fundraising, it also takes a lot of time and time is money. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think at the maximum, realistically uh, outside of the pipe dream of him actually going to prison because of this because i actually don't see that happening i think like i said we could see some fines not a huge deal uh, with political implications with the fines um, but we could see some harm done to the campaign trail in terms of not necessarily house arrest but some limitations on where he can go and when he can go those places mm. um, the kind of appearances he can make um, i think in terms of the georgia case with um, a looming georgia case that has not been charged in yet Um, it what Bragg has done has emboldened prosecutors there to charge him Um, if he wasn't charged or indicted and then charged in the New York case I don't think the Georgia one would have come before the election Mm -hmm. now I think it's fast-tracked things a little bit and that is the more important case that's the case where you know if taken up he really could get in genuine trouble Um, whether or not that actually comes before the election is hard to say but Mm -hmm. if it comes after the election and he loses the election and then is charged in that case, that could spell disaster for him. Um, so that's really the the spectrum between maybe just some some advertising and some fundraising on the respective Dem and GOP sides, all the way up to Georgia becoming a major player um, with prosecution because of emboldenment from the New York uh, DA. Yeah.
2: So, Joe, I got a I got a question for you. Mm. You are Donald J. Trump, the former forty-fifth president of the United States. You've just been indicted last week. You're being charged. You had your arraignment on Tuesday. What are your next steps?
3: Quite frankly, Mr. Shaw, we're gonna fight these. We're gonna fight these charges, and we all know it's a political theater. It's a, it's a witch hunt, and quite frankly, the, the Democrat Party and. Sleepy Joe Biden and crooked Hillary and Obama. It's very bad for our country. And quite frankly, we're communists now. They indicted me because I was such a, a great, fantastic president. And it's a shame that now Joe Biden and his cronies have turned America into a, a communist hellhole like like China, or dare I say, maybe maybe even the state of Canada. California, run by great premier Gavin Newsom, because they're communists over there. California starts with a C, so does communism. Coincidence? I don't think so. But quite frankly, we're gonna beat these charges and we're gonna win big, we're gonna win California, we're gonna win New York, we're gonna win we're gonna we're gonna win Vermont. Believe me. Okay.
1: You've really gotten a lot better at that. I really, each have. time, Not it to- has seriously gotten better and better. Not to the little, my own it's horn. the little inflections with the L's and the C's. It's it's that's just, impressive. You just have to go on weird tangents every once in a while. That's, I mean, that's what he does. So now that we have the opportunity to plug
2: your impression and actually answer the question, if yeah. you were Donald Trump, what would your next steps be? I would, I would fundraise the shit out of this.
0: Like we said before, this doesn't help him or hurt him really. I think the only way it helps him is in a fundraising capacity. Mm-hmm. He's a great, he, he's pretty good at fundraising. Sure. Yeah. He's a billionaire already, but he raises a lot, a lot of money, especially off of
1: any press, bad press or good press. Yeah. And this he, is, he just sees press. a
0: gigantic bump in fundraising, specifically from individual donors. Not sure. He's not going to get fundraising from even the Koch brothers anymore, but from brother. Damn. True. Damn. True. <laughs> um, but from individual donors, he's going to get a lot of money, and that's that's what. If I was Donald Trump, God forbid, <laughs> but I would use this as a fundraising opportunity and also to sell merch because I think a, a his little supporters love that merchandise. An underrated
1: factor I don't think we quite mentioned was this probably shuts DeSantis out of the running, realistically speaking, mm. because he's now put into a position where he has to cover for Trump. Therefore helping Trump. Yeah. Or not cover for Trump, therefore helping Trump. Mm-hmm. Which means the positive is Trump probably locks up the primary because his biggest challenger melts away a bit. Yeah. So Damn, that's does, a
2: really good I haven't heard that argument at all. He's, yeah. And I consume so much media.
0: DeSantis <laughs> is in a really awkward position and it's really funny to see him like squirm
2: trying to It's a lose lose. Yeah. He's yeah. in a lose lose situation now.
0: It's really funny to watch.
2: Conspiracy theory. Trump worked with the Manhattan DA to
1: get to get indicted and charged. I would have put my money on Trump regardless winning the nomination. Yeah. But it's fun to think about. Seems like the type who do something like that. Like he doesn't like DeSantis. He really doesn't like him. No, he hates him. Say it, Joe. What does he call him?
3: Ron the Meatball DeSantis. I call him Rhonda Sanctimonious. Maybe Ronda the Meatball, but he's bad for Florida. He only won because of me.
0: I don't wanna uh make our viewers suffer through too much Donald Trump impression. Good call. As we're trying to talk
1: about He's a bit of a meatball though. Yeah, he is. Like yeah. A sweaty meatball. He like <laughs> put the, the cloche over, over the plate for a little while and then take it off and the condensation's just all over it. You like put it in a tin container for too early and it's still warm yeah, yeah yeah so we brought
2: up food go ahead and plug your your instagram account real quick all right
1: so not only am i an urban student um and well policy student i uh i'm a bit of a cook maybe not a chef i think i need some more accolades for that but i've got an instagram it's mike munching spelled mike munching um <laughs> that's not too hard to spell i don't think uh, the name of the account is Mike's Munchies, but the the, the t- actual, you know, what you're going to look up is Mike Munching. And uh, plenty of food on it, food, drinks, Cleveland area stuff especially. A little bit of travel stuff was recently in Stockholm, posted a bit from there. A um, few cocktails, lots of coffees um, that I've been doing myself pretty recently. So, Do you cook any specific like cuisine or just everything?
0: L- uh, a lot of everything. Mm-hmm. So
1: I love Korean ingredients and Lebanese mm-hmm. ingredients. I'm... Half Lebanese, and I just like Korean food because it's interesting. Mm. And a lot of the time, I just open my fridge, see that I have both, and put them together in weird ways that I'm sure Korean and Lebanese grandmothers would beat me with a stick for. (laughs) And rightly so. It is sacrilegious, but it's good. Yeah. Little do they know that hummus works with kimchi. Kind of. I would believe that. Yeah, I can
2: see it. I love both hummus and kimchi, so now that sounds really interesting.
1: Put them in a wrap together.
2: So you got to do. So any final comments before we let Mike talk about himself for a little bit?
0: I love the state of Wisconsin, now.
1: Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I second past Ohio. Well, it always... I mean, what's
2: new? Do <laughs> you have anything else about the uh, Trump indictment
1: and arraignment? Hmm. I mean... Apart from, I, mean, I think we really covered the majority of, of what's going to happen from this, mm. realistically speaking. I don't think it's as scary and solemn as people think it is because it was just so obvious that something like this was going to happen eventually. Um, at least to the Resist Libs, which the Resist Libs get their win. <laughs> I guess they keep getting their wins. Once that eventually happens, we'll never hear the end of it. And honestly, good for them. All right, Good for them. My dad has been very happy about this and has been constantly texting about this. Um, And for years I've been like, no, they're not going to charge him. Nothing's going to happen. He's not going to get indicted. And he was right. All right. At the end of the day, maybe you do need some hopium. Maybe that's what we all need. Resist Libs have been
0: cooking since 2016. Yeah. And boy, <laughs> have they served a goddamn buffet. They did
1: not cook in 2016. No, they did not cook not in 2016. Not even remotely. But it was marinating. Right
2: after the election, they started cooking. marinating. Yeah. They yeah. were writing down the recipes. They were writing oh, yeah. down the
0: recipe. Suburban wine moms. I I drank wine that night in honor of suburbanite liberal yeah. wine moms. Red I, wine and blue. That may be God the strongest...
1: The strongest voting constituency in the nation. I plan on suburban wine moms, soccer moms.
0: I plan on winning the suburban wine mom vote by at least eighty percent. That is my target group.
1: You yeah, I mean you'd have dictator margins if you did that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it'd be over.
0: Literally, as I see on Twitter, uh, literally Assad margins. That's funny. That's funny.
1: Yeah, like in Wisconsin. Yeah, like in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
2: So Mike, you're gonna be um, on Shaw Talk. Yep, coming up hopefully next week um hopefully next week we would like to have you on the show again sometime yeah i'd love to um so that being said um on an e- early episode we introduced ourselves what we study um organizations that we're involved in and our like policy focus i guess like our political focus mm-hmm. um so go ahead and give us a rundown
1: yeah so I'm an urban affairs policy student i'm going for the uh Four plus one master's mm. for master's in public administration, public policy. Um, junior right now, so got two years left, Yeah, realistically. Um, I just recently wrote an article for The Vindicator. That should be coming out soon uh, for the spring edition about the brain drain Ohio is facing, mm-hmm. particularly um, kind of who owns Ohio's future, yeah. whose hands it's really in. Is it in the youth or is it in the old curmudgeony folk? Uh, hint hint so far it's in the curmogeny folk. I hints, can say. But we'll see where I, that goes. I edited it
2: for the Vindicator. Yep. Good article.
1: Thank you. Plug.
2: I'm excited to read it.
1: Yeah. That should be out soon. I'm excited about it too. And there will be more to come with that. Um hopefully make more appearances here and on Shaw Talk. So I'll be talking about on shock Shaw, Shaw Talk, SB eighty three. We'll talk about the election plenty more. Yep. Um some of my major focuses recently, and I think a lot of what else I might end up writing about um, for The Vindicator and other sources will be, yes, for The Cauldron as well. Um, We'll be talking about Ohio's youth, about the social issues that we're facing in Ohio um, and kind of the ways that it's being handled electorally uh, amongst the youth, the way that we're handling things like ballot initiatives Mm -hmm. and kind of just the apathy that people have towards the state, and if that's ever actually gonna bubble up into anything, um, or maybe it is under the scenes, and, and it's gonna come through like it has in Wisconsin at some point, uh, that very well could be the case. So it's something I really wanna delve into. Interesting. Uh, what organizations are you involved in? So I'm in the CSU Dems, APA, um, American Planning Association. Um, CSU Dems, I just recently started helping run the Instagram. So if you see stuff on there, uh, and it is about current events and things going on with them, it's not me, it's the VP. <laughs> if it's anything else, like uh, extra opinion-based stuff, it's probably me. Okay. So that's kind of how we've just happened to divvy it up for the most part. Mm. Um, and I'll be doing a lot more on that soon as well, probably posting some polls, maybe doing going live on there. Um, I do the work for the CSU Dems. I've been uh, doing some canvassing, some other events, um, starting an internship pretty soon in the uh, city council. Cool only really because I joined the CSU Dems and went to an event for them and hey, it kind of got me go- going in that direction. So yeah. Well, welcome me. to the podcast. Yeah. Friend Thanks of the for Pod. Friend of the Pod.
2: Officially. Let's go. <laughs> uh that's all I got. All right. Well, we'll see you guys
0: awesome. next time.